Vice President Lai Qingde will attend Paraguay's presidential inauguration on August 15th, representing President Tsai Ing-wen. The trip was announced by the presidential office on Monday, ending weeks of speculation. Speaking on the upcoming visit, Taiwan's vice foreign minister confirmed rumors that Lai will stop over in the U.S. No further details were disclosed. Paraguay sitting President Mario Abdo Benitez and its president-elect Santiago Peña both issued their own invitations to President Tsai for the inauguration ceremony. President Tsai appointed Vice President Lai as a special envoy, and he will lead a delegation to congratulate the president-elect during his trip. For previous trips to South America or Central America, we have always made arrangements to stop over in the U.S., in line with the principles of comfort, convenience, safety, and dignity. Our vice presidents have transited through the U.S. more than 10 times in the past. This will be the 11th U.S. transit for a Taiwan vice president. It's always been like this, and there is nothing new now. China has no reason for unnecessary harassment. The foreign ministry emphasized that the U.S. transit will be handled in line with precedent. But the presidential election is coming up, and Lai is also the DPP's presidential candidate, making his stopover a sensitive political issue. During his time in the U.S., where he goes and who he meets are sure to be closely watched. Akie Abe, the widow of former Japan Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, has arrived in Taiwan for a four-day visit. After landing on Monday, she met with Mark Chen, head of the Friends of Shinzo Abe Association. She also spoke with a group of Japanese students before attending a banquet. At a time when vaccines were most lacking and when we needed them the most, Abe Shinzo sent them to us. The most important thing was Taiwan's international security. He said, a Taiwan emergency is a Japanese emergency. In Japan's political circles, no one else dared to say that as clearly as he had. Besides meeting the president and vice president, she will also go to Kaohsiung to see the bronze statue of Abe. She will attend a Tainan exhibition featuring former Prime Minister Abe. She will go to the cemetery of Li Denghui to pay her respects. Rather than saying she's here on a tour of Taiwan, it's better to say that she's in Taiwan to commemorate Abe. When questioned by reporters, Akie Abe didn't say much but greeted the crowd with a smile. She's scheduled to visit the grave of former President Li Denghui on Wednesday and meet with Taiwan's president and vice president after that. TSMC appears committed to keeping its most advanced chips in Taiwan. Initially, it announced that a mature 28 nanometer process would be used at its new Kaohsiung facility. But now, rumor has it that it plans to switch to the state-of-the-art 2 nanometer process with mass production set for 2025. The company is expected to clarify its plan at its earnings call on Thursday. Ahead of the conference call, Kaohsiung City confirmed that it had been notified of a switch to a more advanced process. TSMC originally planned to use a mature 28-nanometer process at its new facility in Kaohsiung. But now there are rumors that the plant will use a more advanced 2-nanometer process with mass production slated for 2025. TSMC informed us that they wanted to change the manufacturing process to a more advanced process. We also invited the central government to respond and make the required adjustments. There's no issue here. As for the environmental compliance report, 
We'll wait for them to file all the paperwork before following up with administrative procedures. Kaohsiung Mayor Chen Shimai confirmed that the city had received prior notification from TSMC. He said that TSMC's water and electricity needs would not be a problem and that the city was prepared to give its full support. As for whether the FAB will use the 2 nanometer technology, TSMC is expected to address this at its earnings call on Thursday. Currently, TSMC has a 2 nanometer FAB at Shinju's Baoshan. 2 and 7 nanometer fabs at Central Taiwan Science Park, and 3 and 4 nanometer fabs at Southern Taiwan Science Park. There is also the Taoyuan Longtan plant, which could potentially use the 1.4 nanometer process. If TSMC proceeds with the 2 nanometer process in Kaohsiung, it would signal its continued commitment to keeping advanced processes at home. Investors have reacted positively to the potential move, driving TSMC stock price towards 6,000 NT in recent days. If 2 nanometer production can be expanded in Taiwan, it would be good for TSMC, whether in terms of cost or meeting customer demands. Despite worsening geopolitical risks, Taiwan is still the global leader in advanced processes, thanks to its robust industrial chain and talent pool. With the world asking how it can wean itself off Taiwan's chips, experts say there's still a long way to go before that can happen. In the wake of COVID-19, many office workers have quit the 9-to-5 to turn to freelance or gig work. These career tracks were once seen as unconventional. More and more, though, they're the norm. We spoke to two such freelance workers, Mr. Cho, who drives her Uber, and travel blogger, L. Both say they highly value the autonomy of their new lifestyle. Choosing when to work gives them the flexibility to care for family members, whether older people or children. Both are making good money from their self-directed work, and neither would go back to working for a boss. Hey, hello. We're from the Zhongping Road. Born in 1959, Mr. Cho used to be a driver at a TV station. Four years ago, he switched to driving full-time for Uber. He works 10 hours a day and makes 70,000 to 80,000 NT a month. The income is better and I have more freedom. Of course, it's much better than the average office job paying 30-something thousand NT dollars a month. Time-wise, I'm in control and I'm free. We've got older relatives at home. Whenever I get a call, I can go home. If something is going on, I can take a break from work immediately. I don't have to ask for a day of work or depend on someone else's mood to decide for me. For the average company employee, once you get out to drive Uber, you'll never want to go back. With relatives to look after at home, Mr Cho never wants to go back to the days of feeling trapped in a salary-paying job. And he's not the only one. Elle spent more than 10 years working for a travel agency. When the pandemic broke out, she shifted to freelance media work, where she could share her expertise about travel and enjoy more time off duty with her three children. Things just came together. My classmate from university happened to be a blogger, and I thought, that seems like a pretty good industry. You have flexibility with your time, you can take care of your kids, and have time for yourself. When you work in a travel agency, you have to get up before your tour group, and you can't eat as well as them. It's exhausting. 
while everyone is on a break, you're tying up all the loose ends. And I think with my way of being now, I really can't cope with the level of energy in that kind of life. Freelance work removes the boss breathing down your neck. You can take on projects at will, and you might earn more than you did on the payroll. Many people who lost their jobs during the pandemic have turned to non-conventional career paths. And even more office workers are now eyeing them enviously. Lisa Su, CEO of global semiconductor company Advanced Micro Devices, has landed in Taiwan. The Tainan native is expected to stay for five days. On Wednesday, she's scheduled to attend AMD Solutions Day, meeting with Pegatron chairman Tong Zixian and TSMC's CC Wei. On Thursday, she'll receive an honorary doctorate at National Yangming Jiao Tong University. Sue waved and smiled at the cameras on Monday as she got into a van with her assistant. Sue is a pioneering engineer in the semiconductor industry. She's also a first cousin once removed of NVIDIA CEO Jensen Huang, who made his own high-profile Taiwan trip weeks earlier. A soap seller from France is cutting a fresh figure in Taiwan's food markets. After marrying a Taiwanese woman, auto engineer Stefan started to visit Taiwan regularly. In the last few years, he decided to make Taiwan his home and try his hand at a new career. His French soap stall is a unique addition to many markets across Taiwan. He specializes in selling the world-famous Cévan de Marseille. The traditional green product is popular as both a hand soap and a laundry detergent and is even used as a pesticide. Stéphane explains that in his native France, Savon de Marseille is seen as an all-purpose soap. The so-called black soap is famous for its dark color. Many French people like simple things and they want something cheaper. They don't want to buy masses of things. So Savon de Marseille can wash everything. Stéphane used to work as an engineer for a European car manufacturer. He married a Taiwanese woman, Huang Yanfen, and they visited her family in Taiwan regularly. Family and friends would often ask Stéphane and Yanfen to bring things over from their home in France. So they came up with the idea to sell French cleaning products in Taiwan and settled on opening a stall in an outdoor market. There are no foreigners selling things here. I've never seen one. So I think that it's very interesting to open a stall as a foreigner. So I gave it a try. At first, Stefan didn't speak a word of Mandarin. He didn't understand the rules and regulations of the market either. He just took some boxes of wares to the market and asked anyone who would listen where there was space for him to set up a stall. Communicating with gestures and body language and relying on the hospitality of Taiwanese, he found a way. And now, business is doing great. There are loads of people. I like talking with lots of people, Taiwanese people. If I'm at home, I'm alone working on a computer. When I come here on the street, I can say lots of things to people. I can listen to Chinese, it's great. From sitting at a desk all day to a lively life running a street stall, Stefan can be found at many different markets. And for the new resident of Taiwan, discovering each one is a fresh adventure. A top chef who's worked for many of Taiwan's luxury hotels has thrown it all in for a new life. Hu Wenji's new store is just three ping of floor space, and it's all about the takeaway canoe. 
This tiny French cake is a bite-sized dessert and the store sells no more than 10,000 a month. Who says he decided to switch careers to make more time to spend with his family? Delectable cannelés come out of the oven. They're out of their molds, but the skins still need to turn chocolate brown before they're ready. We use Japanese cake flour and butter imported from France, and we select our milk very carefully from small Taiwanese farmers. These exquisite little cakes are made with only the finest ingredients in small batches. When the store opens, a queue forms down the street. Everyone amazes me. I don't really eat chocolate, but his chocolate is wonderful. It's not sickly sweet, it's fresh and light. The man behind it all, Hu Wenji, worked for more than 30 years in luxury hotels like the Renaissance Hotel, the Westin Tashi Resort, and the Lalu Hotel, rising from the lowest ranks to senior management. But last year, he gave up his salary of more than 1 million NT a year to start this new business selling cannelés. It was mainly for my family, because when I became senior management, I was always going abroad or doing long hours at the hotel. When I came home, my daughter didn't recognize me. That was so sad. Then fate came together and I could collaborate with a few dessert chefs. Whose three-pin cannelé store only offers takeaway. Located in the bustling city center, it sells no more than 10,000 cannelés a month. He's dedicated to charity and finds ways to bring his luxurious delicacies to disadvantaged groups such as children in rural areas. The cannelés are shaped like bells. I think their name is even more charming, angel bells. I think nothing could be more apt than to use angel bells to share with these people. Who plans to stick with this takeaway model and open more stores in the future? Watch out for an Angel Bells outpost near you. The planet saw its hottest week on record this month. That's according to the World Meteorological Organization, which said that the first week of July was the hottest in more than 100,000 years. Here in Taiwan, we've also been feeling the heat. Temperatures of 36 degrees and above have been recorded in many parts of the country. This cause is human-driven climate change coupled with natural climate variations. Experts say that this fall and winter could also be warmer than usual due to the El Nino phenomenon. With the sun beating down, fans, parasols and plenty of water are a must. This summer has been scorching not only in Taiwan but around the world. The first week of July was the planet's hottest on record. With an average temperature of 17.23 degrees Celsius, July 6 is estimated to have been the hottest day on Earth in more than 100,000 years. The World Meteorological Organization warns that sea temperatures have also been at historic highs since June. The warmer weather is of course related to climate change, and another factor is natural variations. So if it gets warmer naturally and we add on the effects of climate change, that can make it feel especially hot. It's related to the development of the El Nino phenomenon and to regional weather systems. The speed at which temperatures are rising has exceeded predictions by scientists, so we may continue seeing this record-breaking heat in the future. Experts point to global warming and natural variations in climate. The combination of the two has led to soaring temperatures, and more warm weather could be to come due to the developing El Nino. 
By the fall season, we will have a very obvious El Nino event. Autumn and winter will be somewhat warmer than usual. The world is running a fever, and Taiwan is no exception. Temperatures have topped 36 degrees in many parts of the north and western half. The mercury even hit 38.4 degrees in Tainan. In the coming week, daily highs will be a little lower than today. The main reason is that there is still some moisture in Taiwan's vicinity. Before Wednesday, there will be more moisture, so keep an eye out for brief and heavy downpours. Fair weather is expected from Thursday to Saturday, but that could come to an end over the weekend as a tropical storm takes shape east of the Philippines. Its potential path and effects are still being monitored.